This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with our Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 million are up for grabs. Get all the, get all the details at circasports.com. Everybody. Welcome to a very positive edition of the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talon Jenkins, joined by my positive co-host and hosts. We got the positive Ryan Gilbert and the extremely positive Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this positive Wednesday? Just, just having a, a fantastic time here recording our second episode in, in as many... Uh, this is the same day, not in as many days, in the, in the same day... Um, I, I got something to, to admit here. Like sometimes I forget which teams are in which conference in the West. Like like the East, I got the Atlantic and Metro down because like I know the Flyers who they're competing with. But the West sometimes I, I got to double check it. I don't know if you guys you guys feel that at all. You ignorant piece of shit. Yeah, you're talking about the racist division. This guy doesn't even know what fucking teams are in each division. <laughs> He's like, it, it doesn't matter. They'll meet they'll meet the Flyers in the Cup. He's blackballing the entire West. Like, what it's, do you mean, uh, you they're people. all mixed together. <laughs> you people uh, out there in the West. Yeah. Yeah, that's very disappointing, <laughs> Ryan. Um, but yeah, I, I have to shake that one off. But uh, yeah, it's been a good day. I, uh, yeah, we're obviously can recording consecutive episodes here, but uh, I was out at the pond today, and unfortunately, it's all dried up. Oh, no. <laughs> no ducks. No ducks. There's too much fucking sun in BC these days. The pond is all dried up. The most I saw was a fucking squirrel like uh, sipping water from the little puddle. The pond they're, turned into a oh, puddle. That's sad. And, uh, they're just land yeah. ducks. Squirrels are just land ducks, though, no? Squirrels are fucking uh, rats of the day. Um, <laughs> but no, they, they don't compare to ducks, man. I, I come here to see the birds. I don't come here to see your fucking squirrel sipping water from a puddle. It's uh, pretty disappointing, but... Um, yeah, still in good mood, still in good shape, and uh, let's get the fuck into this. You know what probably happened to the you know what probably happened to the fucking little pond. Like you know, everybody's probably just throwing so much bread in there trying to feed these fucking ducks, and then it just the bread just soaked up all the water. And no man, ate all the bread. No man, no man, it's been crazy hot lately. Like uh, there hasn't been rain in like months in BC, which is unheard of. It's it's not too hot, which is great. But there's no rain at all, so I, I fear for our uh, our farmers and and, and uh, the, the people who depend on the rain because uh, they're not doing too well, I don't think. And uh, there'll be some forest fires for sure going on in the interior, and I'm sure we'll hear no lack of complaints from the Seattle pussies who get to <laughs> breathe it all in. You know, I'm on Ryan's side here. Fuck all these people out west. Uh, I, I'm on Talon's side too. I feel, I feel like this, this bread theory is much more much more likely. Right, but you know, I feel like that's then no bad. rain. And yeah, yeah, no, the, for real. The, the bread, the bread dried it all up. Okay. Yeah, 
And then the ducks ate the bread. Yeah. Okay. And then they will fuck. We gotta go find somewhere else to live now. I can't wait to fade you guys' picks this year. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast on our website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Not at all. We got the Scottish Jets open. Uh, obviously, uh, by the time you're listening to this, it's probably already kick-started and rocking and rolling, and someone's probably winning, and there's probably a couple people that aren't winning. So uh, I'm sure that's pretty cool. I hope we're all really enjoying that. Good luck to Future Talent. I hope you're doing well in all your bets. Uh, and then what else is going on? You know, baseball, it's, it's on a little hiatus here. They're doing their thing. Uh, well, you know, we got CFL. Let's go. Argos. Hell yeah, undefeated. The fucking absolute best. You know, every, every other place in Canada is absolute shit. You know, Toronto's just the best at everything we do. What can we say? Uh, what else is going on in the world of sports? There's NASCAR. There's F1. There's, ga- or, oh, I said, there's gambling. Yeah, of course there's gambling. There's fucking uh, UFC where they fight each other. There's all that shit going on. Tons of stuff in the world of sports. You can find all that information. There's tennis. Joel, anything else you want to add about tennis at Wimbledon on this one? I know we just talked about it a little bit last show. Wimbledon with a T. I don't fucking know. With a D, what are you? Um, well, by the time this comes out, it's probably Friday. So hopefully um, Anjabor beats Abelinka and hopefully Medvedev beats uh, Alcaraz and then um, hopefully Sinner beat Djokovic. And that would be a nice final weekend for me. But unfortunately, that's unlikely. So uh, I, I, I'm not... I don't know, man. That, that, that shit hasn't happened yet. So mm. uh, I'm just repeating myself from the other day. Uh, yeah, but it's going to be fun. Regardless, watch this fucking weekend's tennis. Wimbledon is the best. It's the uh, the most historic tournament in tennis. So just do yourself a favor. Wake up early and you're on the East Coast. You're fucking lucky. I got to wake up at like 5, 6 in the morning for this Ooh. shit. You guys get to wake up at 8 or 9 in the morning. Just stay up all night. That's what I do for the Australian well, Open. Well, but, uh, you stay I, up I all night enough, and stay out a little longer. I don't have enough nose beers to do that uh, these days. So, yeah, it's a it's a tough grind waking up that early. You gotta like give up drinking the night before and all that. It's it's a big deal. But anyway, if you like tennis, if you remotely like tennis, just stay up, wake up early, whatever. Just watch this fucking weekend's tennis. It'll be fucking great. I guarantee you'll be rewarded for it. Hell yeah. Cool. Uh, anyways, go to the Sports Gaming Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Uh, you can find all the information. There's tons of articles. I'm sure to read the articles, man. I, I know I say it all the time, but like, a lot of love goes into those things. So the least you can do is just give it a little fucking read. Maybe learn something. Maybe you'll win some Monday. Uh, and of course, shout out to all the other shows on the network. You know, Be sure to check them all out. Everybody's absolutely always killing it. Be sure to check out Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. Those guys always do an awesome job. Uh, and of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord, man. You know, Discord's doing its thing. It's popping off. It's all good. Everyone's having a good time. You know, a little quiet because you know baseball's dying. So all those little baseball nerds are like, hey, what do I do? Well, guess what? It's been fucking great not seeing you doing shit in the hockey channel, baby. So shout out to the Discord. Uh, if you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. If you're not in there and you want to get in there, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. Uh, we'll point you in the right direction for sure. You can also reach out to the HDP Twitter account. They'll point you in the right direction. Or uh, you can go to the you can go to the grocery store you can you know you can buy some bread and you can go to go to another pond out there in bc and if you're when you're throwing bread into the pond and soaking up all the water you'll probably see joel there too doing the same thing and the ducks will be like oh this is pretty cool but then you know once all the water is all soaked up again they're gonna have to find another third pond and then i think they're just gonna run out of ponds out there in bc i don't know but anyways when you're doing all that you can ask joel it's like hey by the way how do i get in the discord and he'll be like oh that's how you get in he'll let you know so hell yeah that's how you get in the discord 8.5 out of 10 <laughs> All right, man. Uh, get in the Discord. 
Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gaming Podcast, sg.pn slash hockey for Apple, sg.pn slash hockey as for Spotify, or just search for the Hockey Gaming Podcast. Uh, yeah, leave us a five-star rating review. We haven't got one, a new one in quite some time that uh, we talked about last show. It, it, it's good to pump our tires a little bit. And something I want to point out in just regards to how horrific of a job Gary Bettman is doing in marketing yeah. the games. Yeah. The, uh, MLB yes. the MLB All-Star game this week hit a all-time low of, I believe, 7 million I saw for the All-Star game, which is still more than four times more of the 1.5 <laughs> million that watched the NHL All-Star game. I know it's the All-Star game. I know it's casual fans. I know it's not for everybody. That just shows, like, how far behind hockey is. Like, all, the Home Run Derby is great. The All-Star game is great, whatever. But the NHL has so much ground to make up to become, like, a major like they're not even a major four sport anymore you got mls creeping in so you need them to, to come back and do something hopefully with the salary cap to get more star players involved but yeah it, it's just mlb is down bad at seven million but that's still four times what uh nhl got for the longest time the players didn't get fucking uh, paid for or paid to play in the all-star game how fucked mm-hmm. up is that right contrary take the the fewer people watching the all-star game the better why? Just well, for, for who? For who? <laughs> Just fuck for it? Is that what we're doing? For everybody. It's Joel, Joel, hey, Joel, Joel wants to, like, kill the game. Doesn't want to grow the game. Let them all, kill all it. go to the fucking Bahamas on the break and uh, spare us the, the sideshow of um, trying to fucking flip a puck into a it's golf It's so hole. bad, though. But it's so I, bad. I, I, I want to see, like, anyone... To make the All-Star game, you have to be making less than a million dollars. So it's like these fourth-line scrubs that show everyone how great at hockey they are, but they're just a fourth-line scrub because they're in the best league in the world. They're like these these people. Talent, you're going to love this. People on Twitter just chirping them like, oh, what are you doing on the fourth line? You're not playing. Sure. They go out there, show off their skills. And yeah, it, it just gives – it shows everyone like what an average player is better than everyone else. Truth be told, the AHL All-Star game is actually pretty fucking sick, man. Yeah, like, it got- is. They got like three on old drills they'll do and shit for like goalies and all. It's it's actually kind of cool. So maybe you're onto something there, Gilbert. Doesn't mean shit know. until the players actually care about. It. Like back in the day, like yeah, in the late '90s, early 2000s, those All Star games were good because players actually yeah. care. But until you get the players to care, it doesn't mean shit. And I'd rather just right. not play the fucking game than just uh, perform this like little sideshow. Ooh, the NHL All Star break uh, is useless. I'd rather it, it just 100%. have a little uh, bye week. And you're you're so right there. A lot of the onus is on the players to actually start giving a shit about it, right? But fuck, when you're doing all those little flip fucking pucks and right out of the and you're you're on a golf course and somehow that has something to do with fucking the NHL. Although the NFL did a longest drive contest too, so I don't fucking know, man. But One of the biggest hits in NFL history happened in the Pro Bowl. It's true. It's it did, exactly right. So let's walk before we start to run here, but let's just stop crawling. I guess is the biggest thing, you know. Figure it out, NHL. What the fuck? Boy, it's supposed to be a positive show. Now, now we're all sad. You got me going here. What the fuck? Where to go, Ryan? Um, yeah, that's my fault. <laughs> all right. Anyways, here uh, we're gonna continue. Keep on going on with what we've been doing lately. Uh, we've been running through our uh, free agency kind of breakdowns. We've been going by division. Obviously, last show we covered uh, would have been the Central Division. Before that, we did the Metro. Before that, we did the Atlantic. Well, what does that mean? Process of elimination. I'm sure you can figure it out. We're doing the fucking Pacific Division. There we go. And uh, I think I think maybe maybe I'll have some permission to say that you know it's not a bad division. Hopefully I won't get yelled at for that. It's an okay division. Maybe there's maybe there's some teams in there that are okay, better than others. But anyways, we're we're gonna get into it, boys. Ready to rock and roll for the Pacific here or what? Oh yeah. 
how much bread do you think they would need to empty out the Pacific Ocean? It's real gravelly. <laughs> they did a lot of gravel too for them. Yeah, it wasn't quite as gravelly as uh, NHL draft night. That was good. That, that was a good time. Oh yeah. oh yeah, Hogan, you think you're gonna come in here and tell me my Philadelphia Flyers aren't that good? Oh, I got another thing. Coming. Fuck the New Jersey Devils. Fuck my the New big, Jersey Devils. rival. Hollywood New Jersey Devils. Oh yeah, brother. Okay, we're getting things off. We're going with the Edmonton Oilers. First fucking team on our docket. As always, we're gonna touch about their division odds as well, chances to win the division as they currently stand. Uh, Edmonton Oilers, a little kind of. A little kind of soft when it came to the free agent market this year. Uh, they made one significant signing. They brought in my boy. My fucking boy. Downtown, uptown, all around. Connor Brown, baby. Let's fucking go. Connor Brown, they signed him to a... It's actually like a one-year, like $1 million contract, but there's like $3 million in performance bonuses that can go against the cap if he hits them. Uh, I imagine he'll hit some of them. So for a total, technically it's $4 million, but as it stands, only like $1 million against the cap. Fucking weird. You don't really see it too much. Not many players are actually eligible for it, but because of his age and how many games he's played or something, he is. Uh, either way, they brought in Connor Brown. Uh, hell of a player, man. He's battled through injuries for a while. Okay, he's not like a superstar. He's not like a crazy guy, but he's a serviceable player. This is a guy that I used to track a lot um, when he played Jude. Now, I'm going to get to something I'm alluding to, but when he played juniors, he was like one of the top point getters in the league. You know why? Because he was playing with fucking Connor McDavid on the Erie Otters, so that helps. But even when he went to the Toronto Marlies, he led the AHL in goals, I believe, for his uh, for one of his seasons down there or something. So this is a guy that has put up numbers in pretty much every league he's played in. Even in the NHL, yeah, he hasn't been like a top guy, but he's been a serviceable player. Uh, he was playing six or bottom six line minutes with the Leafs. I think he was on their third line for a long time, way back in the day. You know, he has had success around the league. Uh, injury prone you know he was he, in ottawa he played well as well too but uh, i'm excited to see what this guy does and going to edmonton Oilers, you know i wouldn't be surprised to see him playing top six minutes um he, he has that kind of connection we talked about it on the last show that uh mckinnon playing with drew in junior well connor brown played with fucking mcdavid in junior so you know will, will he take hyman off that line no definitely not but i imagine he'll get some time with him so uh good for connor brown hopefully he has some numbers and gets his career you know back on track to a good place and stays healthy and you know i think this is a good acquisition for the oilers here yeah looking at this connor brown looking into a more um, he's getting paid $775,000 against the cap right now. And then he'll make $3.25 once he plays his 10th game. It's not like he has to get this oh, many really? goals, not this many <laughs> points. It's just like you play 10 games and you, and you get paid. I, I don't know why more teams don't do this. I don't know why more people aren't complaining about this clear salary cap circumvention, but smart though because like if you can't go over a certain amount in the off season because they can only go up to like 92 million so you do something like this and then when you put all your extra guys in ltir because you only have so much off season ltir you can use boom you're good like that's fucking genius yeah they're added to the final cap at number of the season anything over that goes to the following year which he's not signed for um i mean he only played four games last year due to injury maybe he doesn't play 10 but he's a what third line guy probably yet yeah. uh daily faceoff has him on the top line with a fellow former leaf zach hyman and Connor mcdavid so maybe he gets 20 goals again he's done that twice in his career but yeah this is just this is mcdavid and dry running the show here full season of matthias at home uh evan bouchard just a year older he still has to be signed i think that's a big thing for them they only have 5.6 million in cap space for him and uh, mcleod so that's going to be a thing. And then goaltending, Campbell still obviously has a contract. Uh, Stuart Skinner, about half the amount, but has been better. So yeah, I think Edmonton is going to be, I mean, they're going to be a team to watch no matter what with McDavid, but I think they're finally a team that 
they'll be able to add during the season and be a team that, you know, hopefully can at least make the Western Conference final. Yeah, the uh, the genius behind the Connor Brown thing is is just that the the Oilers are absolutely primed um, with Connor McDavid coming into his prime, Leon Drysaddle in his prime, Zach Hyman thirty one, Vander Kane thirty one, Nugent Hopkins thirty. So they got to push the can down the road. So that's what they're going to do, uh, especially with the cap going up next year. And so yeah, that, that's all they can afford with having to sign Evan Bouchard later on in this offseason. So. Yeah, that, that's absolutely genius. I don't have much else to add to what your boy has already said. Uh, this is just going to be a very good team for uh, for this year and, and probably a couple years after this at least. Uh, it's going to be a struggle going forward, depending on what McDavid chooses to do. Maybe he goes back to Toronto. You never know based on... Oh, uh, you said it. You said <laughs> it, not me. Whoa, 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 Joel. Whoa. These, these Leafs fans always going. bringing up the McDavid to Toronto Whoa. pipeline. These, these, what are we these, doing? I'm just feeding into it. I'm feeding into it. I'm going to regurgitate it back up. It's just like, uh, you know, you, sometimes you, you puke it up and then you regurgitate to get the, the, the juices back into you. Um, but, yeah, this team is going to be awesome. absolutely love them to win this division. I don't give a fuck, but any other team uh, – well, I do, but at, 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 at certain prices <laughs> – but uh, I absolutely love them beat Vegas, who are the, the second favorites. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Oilers were the better team in the regular season. The, the Knights were lucky to win the division. I will stand by that till I die. And, uh, yeah, so Oilers absolutely will be in the mix for the division. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're stacked. They were the best team. Honestly, they're the best team in the West by far. And uh, other than the Bruins, I think they're the second best team in the league. Yeah, the goaltending. Well, Skinner was good, but in the playoffs he kind of uh, fell apart. But uh, in the regular season, he was he was good enough at least. And at least they have Jack Campbell stepping into it if if they need him. So yeah, I'm still high on the Oilers here. Um, Yeah, not not a lot of movement, but that's okay when you have such a stacked team as you do. So yeah, go Oilers. Plus two hundred to win the division. By the way, you said you like that. I do. Ryan? Yeah, uh, I like that too. I think Vegas is more built for the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. All right, uh, moving along here, we're going to talk about another team. We're probably going to talk about, you know, maybe just maybe just the second best team, hockey team in the entire world. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we're big fans on this show, uh, multiple friends. We're going to talk about the Stanley Cup champions of 2023, baby. We're talking about the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas Golden Knights currently sitting at plus 275 to win the Pacific Division. Uh, absolutely zero notable free agent signings. You know, we're not really going to talk about Gage Quinney or Mason Gerstein or, you know, Yuri Patera. Uh, but uh, so nothing really to talk about from that front here. Um, but I just want to I just want to note that this team's bringing back pretty much all those mutants they have on the fucking back end. So have fun playing against that for the rest of the fucking next season Pacific Division. Have fun. Yeah, they didn't do much. They lost uh, Riley Smith in a trade, lost Paul Kessel, Larry Quick, Bluger, but none, none of their main guys. Uh, I guess Smith kind of could be a main guy in, in the middle six, but yeah, they're bringing back most of their guys. I imagine they'll be banged up and have some guys that missed the start of the year, so not fully bought in on, on them for a full season, especially Aiden Hill. I like he could be a guy, but you can't can on him i mean 4.9 million for two years is, is I fine i guess after after winning a stanley cup he deserves that but 
they have Logan Thompson too uh, on a good contract. So I think Vegas is going to be unfortunately just very frustratingly good for the foreseeable future. They're going to get another 22 goalies as well. You just know what's going to happen. Yeah. They'll pick someone up. Yeah. They'll, uh, you know, put another four guys on long-term injury reserve and um, <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> sign Connor Hellebuck or some shit. Uh, but yeah, this team is—it's it, aging and uh, coming off the cup win. You don't expect them to be going pal mal to the metal full gas. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to be—they'll uh, make the playoffs, no doubt. Uh, they, they just have too much quality, but uh, with the age of this team and. Um, there's just not a ton of top end talent. Like a lot of the guys up top will be better playoff performers than they are in the regular season. So this team will make the playoffs comfortably. They're not going to be, um, um, they're not going to win the president's trophy or shit. So yeah, there's not much, nothing much else to say about this team. I mean, the big thing was signing Ivan Barbashev again, 5 million. That was actually a very good deal for four years. Mm. Uh, that'll be better for the playoffs though. Once again. So, yeah, the Knights will be a strong team once more, but uh, in terms of the regular season performance, I think that they'll be second or third spot. All right, we're going to keep things moving along here. We're, oh, sorry, Vegas plus 275 with the division. You just, I, I think I kind of agree with you guys. I think they're more of a playoff team, eh? Yeah, and even at 13-1 to 1 to win the Cup, I don't know if I, I would take that. I'd probably wait for something in season. Yeah, I don't hate that, but all right. Uh, anyways, moving down, uh, LA Kings is who we're going to talk on next. Uh, LA Kings made a lot of notable, you know, kind of little signings as far as free agencies go. Uh, but they did make a couple trade acquisitions. We don't really got to get too crazy into that. Uh, anyway, so notable signings. They did bring in uh, Cameron Talbot. I hate I said Cameron Talbot. That's just how I read it. It's Cam- Isn't that weird? Uh, anyways, they brought a goaltender, Cameron Talbot. Cam Talbot do a one-year, $1 million deal. Uh, I know they have a lot of questions with what's going to go down in net next year, obviously with Corpus Allo departing, you know. Uh, anyways, they also have uh, Anders Anglin. They signed to a two-year, $2 million deal, uh, $1 million a year, obviously. Uh, they brought in Big Save Dave Riddick as well. One-year contract, uh, $875,000. Uh, you know, that's pretty much as far as notable people go. Like, yeah, Steven Santini, Joe Hick, it's understandable. But, uh, you know, the, they had a couple guys that they, you know, they traded away. But that back end's looking pretty good. Obviously, we saw the move on from a guy uh like um fucking what's his name we we're just talking about sean dersey um yeah but they got some fucking studs back there man and obviously they did some damage in the trade market bringing in pure luke dubois as well so uh i like vegas man they got a, again one of those teams they gotta fucking figure it out in net like phoenix copley and a couple you know big save dave and fucking camp talbot i don't know if that's gonna take you to the promised land man but uh copley played well but i don't know i like kings plus 400 boys what are your thoughts on the moves and uh, plus 400 to win the division yeah, I, I actually kind of like, like these Kings move. I think we, we talked about the Dubois trade, and now you have Kopitar, Dubois, and Dendo as three kind of great two-way shutdown centers there. Um, so it'll be more of a, a defensive type of team. Didn't lose. I guess they gave up Alfalo and uh, comparing Velarde for Dubois, which is a bit much, but I think they still kind of short up that, that top six they have there. As you said, goaltending is going to be an issue, I imagine. They go 1A, 1B with Talbot and, and one of those other guys if they don't not in on somebody else. But yeah, they, they they have they have decent depth, especially up front. Their third line is projected to be Trevor Moore, Deneau, and Victor Arvidsson, which is a pretty good third line there. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they can beat out Edmonton for the division or even Vegas, but four to one, 
I don't hate it. And then I guess just more so 25 to one to win the cup, I think is probably the better look. I mean, they'll figure out goaltending as they go. I think they're good enough to, you know, stay afloat without it and then maybe pick up someone in season at the deadline or just have one of those guys, you know, become a guy like Aiden Hill did for Vegas. Obviously, the biggest move here was getting Pierre-Luc Dubois, but uh, I have a kind of feeling like he's the low-key Matthew Shane kind of guy where he just comes into town (laughs) and he's not exactly the best locker room boy. He didn't exactly help the Winnipeg Jets room, that's for sure. And he uh, was quick to get out of Columbus and he's quick to get out of Winnipeg. Now he got paid, and he was just saying he's not going to fuck us in his laurels once again. What a piece uh, of fucking shit Pierre-Luc Dubois is. Eh? Is that what you're telling me? This guy's um, just a fucking he's got, Joel he's, hates this guy. He, no, he's got a lot of talent. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate him. I'm just saying there's a bit of suspicion, suspicion going on. <laughs> but if you look down, <laughs> their first three centers are the best in the Pacific, that's for sure, with Anze Kopitar, Dubois, and Philip Deneau. Um... <laughs> But uh, I don't know if, if that's enough to push this team over the top. Losing Jersey, he was a very solid piece on the back end. Getting Gavrikov in once again. But, uh, yeah, I was finding a two-deal. That, that's positive, I guess, not not signing him long-term. So he'll still be motivated and all that in his prime at age 27. Um, yeah, the Kings team should be strong. I'm just, I'm just not seeing the upside. Not seeing the upside, boys. Uh, the goaltending is a question, like Ron was saying. Yeah, I like. Uh, I just don't like the fit between the coach and this personnel. Like McClellan is he's like a like a high octane kind of uh, coach, and that this team is is not really oriented around that personnel wise. Maybe they know what to do. Rob Blake is a you know he's a legendary ass player, of course, <laughs> and of course the Kings as well. But of course he's never won the cup with them, so uh, it's meaningless. Uh, but uh, yeah, as far as this team goes, I'm not too high on them. Once again, um, I'm gonna pass on the Kings. But uh, yeah, I mean, they they gave up a lot of depth too with Villardi and Capari going out and those guys. True. Like um, they got a lot of center depth. But uh, in terms of their high scoring wingers, Victor Iverson, of course, Kevin Fiala, the high scoring guys. Oh, and Adrian Kempe. I think he scored 40 plus last year. So maybe I shouldn't talk too much here before I. My exposed, oh, Grunstrom's good too, yo. He's young. He'll, he's got to break out. He's good. All right. All right. Well, Quinton Byfield turns out to be a bust so far. He hasn't been mm-hmm. doing shit. Arthur right. Kaliev is uh, kind of the same way. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, the Kings are a show me kind of team, you know? Prove me wrong. But uh, I'm not going to go rushing to the window to bet them anytime soon. Joel just wants to see the Kings nuts. He's like, show me your balls, Kings. That's what he's saying. Hell yeah. All right, ads. Ads. Hello? Hello? Uh, I was muted. Yes, uh, you should not be <laughs> rushing to bet the Kings there. For, for oh, that. my you should, God. You should be rushing to Las Vegas for Circus Sports. Uh, their Circus Millions and Circus Survivor contests are back. There's $14 million in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. Circa Millions contest is five NFL against the spread picks each week. Circa Survivor, you guys got to pick a different money line winner each week and move on. You do have to enter in Las Vegas, but you can play from anywhere. The uh, SGPN guys will be out there last weekend in August. Check out CircaSports.com for all the details. That's CircaSports.com. 
fucking Ryan must be on off season time or something here, just muting himself. Holy shit! I was moving my uh, sit stand desk to stand rather than. You you have a stand up desk? Yeah, and it's not even tall enough for me. It's, it's actually kind of <laughs> kind of frustrating. I still have to hunch over a little bit. Why the fuck do you have a stand up desk, bro? What I, are we doing here? I gotta stretch sometimes, you know. I work from home, you know. Gotta gotta. Put... <laughs> When you stretch, do you go, oh, big stretch? Oh, big stretch. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Joel, you got a stand-up desk? Fuck no. <laughs> no? <laughs> me, me neither. How do you have a desk? I stand up at work all day long, man. I, when I talk to you bars, I got to sit down. I have a little breather. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to keep things moving here. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a team that's on fire right now and not in a good way. We're going to talk about the Calgary Flames. Uh, Calgary Flames with the division is at plus 900. Um, notable additions that they made in free agency is fucking no one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Brandon like what, Dryden Hunt, Martin. Sharon uh, Govich, they got. So Sharon Govich, you know, Brady Lau, Jordan uh, Australi, Colton Poolman. Like, these are guys. These are guys. Like, yeah, I, I think they're... I don't know, man. They got to figure out how, how the hell do we convince some of these players to actually want to fucking stay here, for Christ's sake. So before we bring anybody else in, let's fucking deal with the problems we have at home, right? So uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Calgary this year. Is this a team that, you know, should take a step back? Well, how can you do that when you got fucking, you know, Huberto committed long-term? You got fucking Markstrom committed long-term. You got Kadri committed long-term. You got Wideman committed long-term. Like... So I, I don't know what to make of this team from a free agent point of view. I know it's not that great. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed for all the folks out there in Calgary. Shout out to my – I got a couple of buddies that are down there for the Stampede right now, and these fucking guys are doing some damage, bro. I keep seeing, like, Snapchats and, like, fucking, like, Instagram videos and shit, like, story videos, and, bro – Shout out to their fucking livers and I and their lungs, man, because I don't know if these guys and their nostrils, because I don't know if these guys are gonna ever make it back in one piece. So at least there's some positivity coming out of Calgary this time of year. Yeah, I think the Flames could be better than than some people expect. I think uh, Daryl Sutter had a, a negative impact on that locker room last year. We saw that. They still have good players. I mean, Nazem Kadri isn't quite a top line center. They still have Lindholm there for that. Uh, Manji Ampani is, is, is a decent guy. Huberdeau, they have locked up. Uger as well, obviously. It, I mean, we say this about every team, but it comes down to, can Jacob Markstrom be worth his $6 million? Or will he just be like a split guy with uh, with Darth, Darth Vidar there in net? So that's what comes down to. They, they have good pieces. They have a good top pair even with if they keep Hannah fan with, with Uyghur. Have a good top six there. So I think they're, they're a sneaky team to watch in the playoffs. I don't think they have what it takes to win the division but i think they have they have the depth they have the goal the goalie that could go on a run could get hot and yeah i'm not sure what their cup odds are but i guess that would be the way i would look at the flames massive question marks about this team of course with um the likes of uh Majapani, backland and lindholm all looking to get out of town at least backland lindholm for sure maybe Majapani next year uh but uh yeah this team is just asked me i was i was heavy on the flames in multiple respects last year and just watched them i think they had like 31 goal games that they lost something stupid like that they had the most they, they set the record for the most fucking hit posts in the league ever it's like and, 15 uh, overtime losses or something stupid like yeah, that. yeah that's how stupid the yeah. sport is like posts and overtime losses just just inches could change things wow there 
Absolutely. Plus, losing a top four defenseman, all Oliver Shillington, for most of the year, if not entirely. I don't know when he got injured, but uh, I know they missed him for most of the year, at least. He'll really come back, though, so that's good for the defense, which is good because Noah Hanfin is also among the likes of the guys who <laughs> want to get out of town. <laughs> so they'll need him. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we, we don't know if these guys are actually going to get out of town or if the Flames think that they're going to be competitive this year. That'll that'll be dependent on management. New general manager Craig Conroy with Bradtree Living going to the laughs. Um, yeah, why you gotta do that? Why you gotta do that? Yeah, come on. It's just why you gotta like unnecessarily make fun of talent. Positive show, never do not say positive show. It's a positive show. I missed that part. Um. Going onward, uh, Tyler Toffoli, he was probably the Flames' best player last year, to be honest. I mean, uh, he, he's a fucking uh, a stud and uh, Daryl Sutter's boy, which explains why he was excelling when everyone else was kind of like giving up. Um, but getting Sharon Go, which is a third line or whatever, for him is not the worst, I guess. But, uh, yeah, this team is, is pretty much stacked on the defensive side. If they keep Hannafin and they get Shillington back, this team has got an excellent D core um but uh the, the ford strength has to get some goal scoring going uh we'll see if the new guy uh ryan huska brings some of that more explosive firepower going forward rather than daryl Sutter's what's more. his jack, jack adams odds if you have them i think i saw him at 30 to 1 which is how i'd play the flames to be honest rather yeah. than 8 to 1 for the division uh Given the fact that, uh, yeah, given what we've seen in the past few years, where these these new coaches coming in tend to get a little bit more love for that market. Um, but yeah, for this team, yeah, it's kind of like a wait and see for me because I'm not I'm not trusting what's going on between uh, the likes of Lindholm and uh, Backlund and Hannafin wanting out. So yeah, it, it's a lot could happen between now and the, the, the beginning of the season. I mean, hopefully for their sake that they, they figure it out, but uh, I'm not going to be betting anything either way. All right, here. Uh, so we're going to move down, keep things going here. We're going to move on to the Seattle Kraken here. Uh, Seattle, you know, they have a pretty awesome playoff run here, and that was pretty cool. A lot of people saw this was a team that was, you know, fairly active in free agency, nothing too crazy. They made a couple deals. Uh, they brought in defenseman Brian, du- Brian Dumoulin to a two-year, $6.3 million contract worth about $3.15 per season. Uh, they brought in centerman Kaylor Yamamoto for one year, $1.5 million, obviously coming from Edmonton. Still a young kid, lots of potential. Uh, they brought in... <laughs> I'm not going to mention Connor Carrick. They also brought in Pierre Edward uh, Bellomare on the left wing, you know, from Tampa. So, yeah, a couple, you know, a couple death pieces here. And uh, this is a... Uh it's going to be a pretty interesting team to watch here uh, out in Seattle. Obviously, I've been adamant all year long. I'm not convinced in a goaltending duel of fucking Philip Grubauer and uh, Magic Hands Martin Jones. You know, they played okay. They had a nice run in the playoffs here. I think they need an upgrade in them between the pipes. Easier said than done, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's a, a couple couple good additions. You know, these guys are players, and it'll be cool to see how they kind of work out and fit out there in Seattle. Yeah, I think Belmar was good veteran depth pickup there. I played for played for the Tampa Bay, played for Colorado. Uh, Dumoulin, same as well. Yamamoto, I think, could be another to- Tovinen type of pickup where they pick him up and he just becomes one of their contributors in like in the top six, middle six there. I think that they have the depth. It comes down to goaltending. We say that about everybody. Uh, they have cap space. I think $9 million. Still do have to sign Vince Dunn, who would take up a, a decent chunk of that, but they could still go out 
and, and sign somebody else. I think that they have what it takes to just keep building on what they built last year. Um, their AHL team made a run to the, to the AHL Calder Cup final mm-hmm. in game seven. They lost in overtime to Hershey. So you can see some uh, of their prospects growing together there. So, yeah, I, I like Seattle here as a team that came out of nowhere last year. And then they're, I think, going to be in the playoff hunt once again uh, this year with Dave Hagstall as coach. Absolutely love the Kraken. And, um, yeah, you mentioned the AHL team, the coach shell of Holly Firebirds. Let's go. That's not a hockey market. So it's a desert. What the fuck? Well, neither is Seattle. Okay. Let's be real. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, half the NHL isn't a real hockey market, given the fact that any time a team doesn't win a playoff game in two years, people give up on the team. Like, let's be real, man. Canada is the only real hockey market. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Yeah. Like, look what fucking Chicago did after they lost like ten seasons in a row. They oh, gave up on their team. Yeah. What about like, isn't Detroit fucking like hockey city or some shit like that? Isn't that what they say? Yeah, they gave up on them too. Like, yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Time, like the seventies and eighties. Everything's everything's going good in Detroit when you make the playoffs for twenty six years in exactly. a row, and then exactly, you go into the slump. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Canada That's is fair- the only fucking hockey country in this continent. Um, anyway. Joey Decord was the goaltender behind those uh, AHLers that Ryan was talking about, and he's going to be backing up Philip Gruber, who had a revolutionary season. Uh, uh, com- uh, <laughs> a, a revolutionary re- season? Yes, yes. <laughs> a, a, a redeeming season. He was the ah. redemption. He was ah. redeeming himself after a terrible two seasons, or a season and a half. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not... I'm not low on the the gold thing at all <laughs> for the Kraken. So that that was the major worry last year. Whereas this year they got Joey Decord, Philip Grubauer. I'm actually okay with that. And beyond that, their their defensive core is is looking excellent. Sorry, we're not talking about free agency stuff here, oh, but I'm okay. um, just speaking about the team as a whole. They brought in Kali Momoto. He he kind of fits in with that Seattle crowd there, you know, being a uh, um. Asian American, Asian Canadian, something like that. So <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> and uh, he, <laughs> no, you'll fit right in with uh, Ron Francis's system. He likes the smaller guys. And, ah. uh, Eli Tolvanen, uh, <laughs> you, you get him another another year at a cheap price. So yeah, I'm actually very high in the Seattle team. And uh, this is one of the few spots where I'm going to be saying Seattle for the division rather than Jack Adams because the Jack Adams price is ridiculous at under ten to one. That doesn't make any sense at well, all. He was a finalist, no- so he's, he's not going to get it. Yes, yes, exactly. They already made the leap last year, so if he didn't get it last year, it's very hard to imagine he's going to make it this year. So that's why I would suggest the uh, the division price at uh, 9, 10 to 1, whatever it is now, uh, over him for Jack Adams. But, yeah, Kraken, I think, are going to be good. Like we saw how much depth is important last year. Like the, the, the final four teams is all about depth, especially with the hurricanes Knights, and the, uh, the stars even, and then the crack themselves, they beat the avalanche through their depth and almost beat the stars as well through the same, uh, roster strategy. So yeah, high on the crack in here. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, they didn't make too many moves in free agency. Brian Dumoulin, he had a bad year in Pittsburgh, but, uh, he was like their best defenseman. Like, he was better than the Tang two years ago. So, at only 31 years of age, I like that for their back end. Um, yeah, once again, high on the crack. And they are uh, – they got a bunch of veterans, bunch of good demon, very solid team all around. And uh, they got the goal they need to match this year as well. Cool. 
Uh, all right, we're going to keep it moving here to a place not so far away from Seattle, to a place that someone on the show knows very well, to a place that you could say there's a shortage of ponds and there's a shortage of bread to go with it. And we're going to talk about the Vancouver Canucks. Baby. Vancouver Canucks carry this thing a plus 1,200 to win the Pacific Division. Uh, a couple of notable signings for the Seaman Free Agency. Man. Obviously, they cleared up a bit of money with the, uh, with the Oliver ekman Larson buyout here. Uh, they used a bit of that money when they signed defenseman Ian Cole. Uh, they signed for a one-year, $3 million deal. Uh, they also brought in uh, Teddy Bluger on the center position for one year, $1.9 million. Uh, they brought in Carson Soucy on the DN for a three-year, $9.75 million contract worth about $3.25 per year. Uh, yeah, you know, Matt Irwin on the defensive end. Uh, this guy has a sick handle. He's probably relevant, but I'm going to say it anyways. Zach Sochenko, a goaltender, one year, $775,000. Sick name, Sochenko. Um, yeah, I don't know. I Honestly, I don't really know enough about this fucking Vancouver team, man. Obviously, they got some 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 star players there with the likes, you know, Cal Patterson, you know, fucking Hughes on the back end there. They got some guys. I'm a big Thatcher Demko guy, so if he can stay healthy, I'm excited to see what he strings together for this year. From a free agent point of view, though, man, these are... You know, these are some players, you know, like, you know, Carson Susie, Ian Cole backing up your back end. You know, Ian Cole has a bit of age on him, but one-year contract, you know, that's that's low risk, high reward. Uh, you know, Teddy Bluger's serviceable. You always need center depth. And then, yeah, Carson Susie, he's a, he's a fine player. You know, $3.25 million looks like a lot right now, but that cap is... You know, if everybody keeps telling me the cap's going to go up, well, if it goes up, you know, the contract doesn't look as bad, right? So, I don't know. Uh, boys, what are your thoughts here on the Canucks? Yeah, Vancouver is uh, lacking in, in in ponds and bread and cap space. They have negative <laughs> cap space right now, negative four million in projected cap space. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, they have like they have the pieces. They have Miller. They have Miller is their oldest forward at, at age thirty, locked up until twenty thirty at eight million. Pedersen twenty four, Besser twenty six, uh, Kuzmenko, Garland. These guys in their mid twenties, like. They have guys that can be pieces somewhere. It's just putting it all together. I, I guess Rick Tockett did a decent job yes. late last year of doing that, so maybe he'll be able to do that this year. Hopefully Demko can, can bounce back and, and be a good goalie because I think that the Canucks could be a, a, a sleeper team here. Maybe not at 12-1 to for the division, but looking at their uh, Stanley Cup odds, they're down there at 60-1. to Still probably a little, a little bit too short, but I think the Canucks could be a a, a surprise team to watch out for. Yeah, the Canucks are. Uh, it's a, it's going to be a, a puzzle to figure out because they they, they got a lot of uh, uh, interesting puzzle pieces going on. It is a matter of uh, putting them together, which is why I love Rick Tockett to win the Jack Adams twenty five thirty to one because he's going to get all the credit if he turns this team into a playoff team and even threatens for the division. You can find him at 25, 30 to 1. That's my favorite bet, along with uh, Don Granato, who Ryan shit on the other podcast. Uh, the best two Jack Adams bets on the board at the as of this moment. Yeah, we're, we're seeing uh, that the biggest signing was, was not one in the past month. It was in the middle of the year when they signed Android Kuzmenko for two years of five and a half million. And uh, he, he's there, uh, one of the... Mm, Maybe alongside Pedersen, the best goal scorer, and uh, signing him to that deal was uh, very important to make this team competitive because there's not a lot of uh, other high-end talent going on. But the facility put Colts in should uh, stick, take another step forward. He uh, made some steps last year, and now in his final year in his ELC should uh, continue to improve. 
Um, in the back end, though, like this is another bet I don't mind at all with Quinn Hughes. Is just uh, he, he's the man right now. He, he is the uh, the Hughes brothers are going to fucking take over the NHL, and the the Quinn Hughes is going to take over the West right now with um, this this team. Like he's he's going to dominate this back end. Like there's there's not much else going on there. Todd Myers, man, I'm just seeing his contract against six million dollars. So that's ridiculous. <laughs> But, oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Quinn is getting paid uh, less than two million more than that, and uh, he's one of the best defensemen in the league. So, you could still find him. Norris, eighteen to one, absolutely love that. Um, yeah, like this guy is uh, like he almost he almost won the Calder. If, if it weren't for Kevin Carr, he would have won the Calder. And he's 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 only twenty three years old. He's gonna be awesome. So. Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson, JT Miller is gonna be motivated again on a new coach. Andrew Kuzmenko is coming to Canada, a man on a mission. Um, a lot of top-end talent. It's just uh, there's a lot of shit behind them, to be honest. Like the third line, fourth line, uh, second, four, or second, third line pairings on defense is is not good. Uh, Carson Soucy and Cole, they're they're standing guys. They'll be fine for the playoffs and all that, but uh, they're going to rely on Quinn Hughes to do all the heavy work, which is why I think that. That he's a good bet for the Norse because he's going to get a fuckload of points, boys. Like he's going to be doing everything. And uh, I've seen some boys in the Discord giving out Pedersen for the heart. I don't even mind that as well. Like 60, 70 to 1 for the bet because uh, he's going to be doing all the work on offense. Quinn Hughes, Lyle Pedersen, and yeah, it's just it's third line, fourth line, second line, third line pairing and defense is is not ideal right now. But the new coaching strategy with Rick Tockett is going to make this team. Better than some of his parts, presumably, given how he did that to the Coyotes for a bit. Like, that team was absolutely worse than this one, and he was able to get them going. So, yeah, it's all about the coach for me, which is why uh, I'm kind of high on the Canucks, but it's not because of the shit that they're bringing in on the uh, depth-wise. So, yeah, Tockett, Hughes, Patterson. Other than that, yeah, it's a bunch of dregs. <laughs> no love for Ilya Mikheyev? What the fuck? Ilya Rocket Richard? Yeah. He's on the injury reserve right now, apparently. Yeah, he's always oh, on the injury reserve. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a, a fantasy for Canucks fans to all those players win those awards. And we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is, is a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. There are so many ways to win over on Underdog. Underdog is available in so many states. So head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
All right. Speaking of fantasy, here's a team that uh, doesn't have a fantasy's chance of fucking winning anything next year. We're going to talk about uh, a team that we like on this show, though. We're positive with them, you know. We're going to talk about the Anaheim fucking Ducks, all right? The Anaheim Ducks currently sitting at plus 20,000 to win the Pacific. Fat chance that ever happens. Uh, this is a team I don't know how I feel about their trade or their free agent uh, acquisitions, if you will. Um, they brought in on the defense on the back end. They brought in Radical Gudis on a three-year, $12 million contract, $4 million per year. A little bit of term for the old fuck, too. And then, of course, speaking of term for old fucks, they brought in Senator Alexander Kalorn from the Tampa Bay Lightning. They gave him a four-year, $25 million fucking contract. That's $6.5 million per year. Currently on their cap friendly, he is the most expensive player on their team. Obviously, that's a bit skewed because they still got to sign Troy Terry and Trevor Zegras as uh, as RFAs. I'm sure those guys, and Jamie Drysdale as well, I'm sure those guys will take up uh, a big chunk of change. But I don't fucking know, man. Those are two ugly signings, if you ask me. Boys, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, that that Kalorn signing is rough. I know they're not going to be near the cap at any any point during that contract, but like 26, 27, you you could be a competitive team and have that Kalorn contract kind of bog you down a little bit. Um, only other person to have signed that far is Ryan Strom and John Gibson. I think Rako Gudis gives them you know overpaid, no trade clause, four million a year for three years, but he gives them some some sandpaper on the back end. Uh, reuniting with former Flyer teammate Robert Haig. Actually, I don't know if they ever played together, but both former Flyers, uh, physical defenseman there, Kim Fowler, still under contract through 2026. Anaheim's just in a in a rebuild. That's what they are. They signed uh, Carlson today, I saw. Uh, interesting to see if he plays with the NHL team to start this season. But yeah, th- they have this core of Zegris, uh, Terry, Drysdale, and they, they maybe Gibson will go along with it, but yeah, the, the Ducks are going to be maybe a fun team at times this year, but but nothing worth betting on for the futures. Yeah, it's uh, looking pretty bleak. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Talk about gravelly. <laughs> you came in fucking. You came oh, in like you man. just like took like four shots of fucking bourbon straight, <laughs> smoked a full cigar to yourself, and then just fucking doused a thing of mouthwash just to try and clean your mouth. Yeah, pretty close to it. Um, well, well, we'll, we'll mention one more thing about the Canucks. Uh, Mikhaev, oh, God. The, the AC. <laughs> yeah, the ACL. Tear in January. I forgot about that. Ooh. So uh, he might even not even be ready for the start of the season. But I know he's a strong boy. He'll be he'll be he'll be good to go at some point. But uh, yeah, Talon is right. He'll be a nice addition to the uh, to the depth there. Uh, as for the Ducks, though, it's um, kind of confusing <laughs> the way that they're giving out these contracts to Goodis and Kalorn. Uh, I guess that they are locker room guys. Maybe they just teach his boys what to do. I mean. Here's my point. I'm not. I'm not going to go along with the Ducks here. I'm not. I'm not betting them at all for anything. But uh, they clearly suffered from the lack of Gesslaff last year. Gesslaff leaving was massive for this team. <laughs> There's a bunch of frat boys just hanging out and doing what the fuck they want. You think the fucking Landholm coming in trying to get a deal? He got sucked into the mess and uh, lost millions of dollars on his uh, prospective next deal. And uh, yeah, losing gets off is a huge deal. So maybe they're thinking, oh, we got to go the other way now. We got to get some veterans in here. So Alex Glorn, Radko Gudis will do that for them, I guess. But uh, yeah, this team won't be competitive this year. It's all about building for the future. So not much to say here. Like uh, these, these contracts don't mean much 
compared to like the the contenders, right? The contenders are like the cap strap. They got to make every fucking ten thousand yeah. dollars mean something. Whereas these guys are like fucking handing out checks to like uh, fucking uh, the the welfare office. But it's the term, um, so, yeah. though, the three years, right? It's yeah, like, it doesn't matter. The, 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 duck, two, the Ducks aren't going to be good in, in, in three years. I guess, yeah, you're right. But still, I don't know. You're right, 100%. You guys are right. Okay, uh, moving on down. Final team. This is the final team of our free agency kind of breakdown here. We fucking made it. Last team in the Pacific, last team in the league. Uh, and what a shit team they are. We're talking about the San Jose Sharks, baby. San Jose Sharks at plus 21,000 to fucking win the Pacific here. Uh, they were kind of active, though, in free agency, all things considered. Uh, they brought in goaltender Mackenzie Blackwood on a two-year $4.7 million contract worth about two point. Uh, 3.5 per season. They brought in Kyle Burrows on a three-year, $3.3 million contract, obviously $1.1 million per year. Uh, who else did they bring in here? Ryan Carpenter in the signing position, one-year league minimum. Uh, they brought in Fabian Zetterlund on a two-year, $2.9 million contract, $1.45 million. That was a trade, bro. That was a trade? Okay, the, whatever. Uh, the devil's... Oh, bro. All right, I don't, I don't care. It's San Jose. Uh, and they just <laughs> hey, they recently... too. I don't know. I just remember he was part of the trade with the devils with uh, Timo Maia going the other way. Maybe he uh, was. He was probably RFA, yeah. Okay, well, then they also were able to bring in, and this one, this is what we didn't talk about, I don't think. This fucked with me when I read it. They brought in Philip Zadina. I don't know if we talked about this or not. One year, oh. $1.1 million contract on the right wing. This guy, you know, mutual termination in his contract with Detroit. I think he gave up like $4 million or some shit he was making with Detroit. Why the fuck would you come and sign in San Jose? Like he, I'm sure he had other options than fucking San Jose, especially if you're willing to take one year at $1.1 million. Why the fuck are you Philip Zadina would you want to come and play for the Sharks? Am I fucking, am I taking crazy pills or something here? What's... Um, He had to either have been promised uh, like, a, like a top six spot or also uh, I believe he is Czech and so is Tomas Hurdle. So that could be a, a, a connection there. But yeah, I think Zadina was given up on by the Red Wings and then signed by by the Sharks. I don't know if we recorded in that in that span, but yeah, I wanted the the Flyers to take a chance on Zadina, you know, sign him, trade him at the deadline, see what he, see what he can be. Like I feel like he should have probably signed with more, more of a contender. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's but, cooked. <laughs> he's like he's 23 years old. <laughs> yeah. He's a fucking Red Wing. Fuck him. <laughs> Right, but yeah, for, for the Sharks here, I know we're finishing on them and they're the last team. And I think they probably should be the last team. If you were to look at every team in the league for a chance to win the cup this decade, let's say by 2030, I think the Sharks would probably be the last. They have Carlson locked up. They'll probably trade him, but he's at 11.5 million until 2027. They have Vlasic, who people just forget about as existing until 2026. They're 90 years old. They have Tomas Hurdle until 2030 at 8.1 million. Couture at 8 million until 2027. Like, they're just. I, I was going to try to ask you guys, would you rather be the Ducks or the Sharks? But it's the Ducks by so much more because the Sharks don't have the, these next guys. Maybe Eklund, you know, maybe Zadina can turn it around. Maybe Zetterlind, maybe these, these younger guys. But the Sharks are just. They gave it. They went all out for, for the Stanley Cup there, what, 2016, 2017, when they had all those guys, and they just could not get it done. And they're going to be paying for that until the rest of this decade at least. So, yeah, just just fade the Sharks the rest of the way. Fuck, One of the funniest stories is that this team had the 
Norris Trophy winner last year. <laughs> they can't even <laughs> train. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I, right? I, I fucking <laughs> hate that he won it so much too, because Yossi should have won it the year before. If if you're going off the Carlson voting. Well, who should have won last year? I mean, you got Carlson. nothing. The better <laughs> yeah. all of them. Yeah, he should have won last year. What are you talking about? <laughs> who, who, who were the finalists? Was, was Fox up there? Oh, my word. No, Carlson should have won last year. Absolutely. He had fucking uh, the, the most incredible season. He, he had 101 points, I guess. Plus, got him with like five on five. Like two. It wasn't even power play. He had like my car absolutely deserved to win that season. Give me a break. Uh, it's not all about points, bro, but uh, Carlson was, was great in a, a year where uh, there weren't a lot of good defensemen. Like, Hemenet down year, Mercado down year, Fox was yeah. okay. There weren't any real competitors. Dal- Darlene stepped up, but not to the point that, that uh, Carlson did. I think Matt um, was hurt. But, yeah, that's the funny thing. Like, Carlson is like a, a weight on the salary cap, and he won the fucking Norris. That's <laughs> uh, absolutely ridiculous and not being talked about enough. And uh, I'm hearing rumors about him going to Carolina if um, – yeah, it's either him or D'Angelo. No. We'll see. Well, it's not, it's is Carolina or Pittsburgh. Yellow? Is that a good idea? Yeah, like, did it really did it really work with him and Brent Burns being on San Jose? And now you're going to do the same fucking That's thing. That's true. That's true. Is that a good idea? Uh, I, 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 I think, the, I, I, I think that franchise. would work. That would work. Right? It would work. No. It no, it didn't. You don't think so? it's been it's been tried before and it didn't it, work. It's yeah. been tried and they were one of the best teams in the West and they got bounced in what seven games I think by by Vegas. Carlson sucked with the. They they both had bad bad years with each other, but uh, they, they both bounced back when they were separated. Like, yeah. So so put one top top pair, per, another one second pair. You can't play them together, right? But that's the thing. Like, who wants to be first? Who wants to be second? Both of those guys would be like, "Fuck you! I want to be first, right? And then if you're second, you're just gonna be all fucking oh, they, pissed. They, they, they didn't play oh, well. in the same. They didn't they didn't play in the same pairing in San Jose either. So that's not yeah, the problem. Should, the problem they is can. that they. Uh, anyway, we're we're getting uh, sidetracked here, but uh, I don't think that that would be a good idea for the Hurricanes. I think that they need a a, a forward more than uh, Mayor Carlson because well, he doesn't Harrison fit in with their system. There. Yeah, something like, something like that, I guess. But uh, Carlson, I, I would not want to see him in Carolina. Anyway, for the Sharks here, you're, you, Ryan mentioned it. They do not have a good pipeline coming in, so the Ducks are in better shape that way. Uh, Philip Zadina, I, I was bit tongue-in-cheek there saying fuck him but uh <laughs> watch I, I guess 23 whatever he's still in our face so if he has a hell of a year fine you, you got nothing else to lose you might as well take a shot at him but i don't think that he'll be worth much um uh, but uh you, you might as well uh other than that anthony declare they brought him into yeah uh, was that that was a trade right um i think so yeah i don't remember the the results of that one but uh yeah this this team will be bad as they uh they will be for years because they don't have a lot of um, good rookies coming in. Uh, looking through the list, they they they, they uh, drafted Casper Holtunen in the second round this year. Thomas Bordalo is a good player, I guess, but uh, not elite. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing a lot of names I recognize. So it's gonna be a tough, tough, tough go here for the Sharks. But uh, that's what happens when you're in uh, in San Jose and uh, you haven't won shit in a long time. So. I'm not shedding any tears. All right, boys. We fucking did it, gentlemen. Give yourselves a little pat on the back here, right? Hell of a job. We got through it. Damn right. That's our UFA uh, free agency breakdown by division. We went through all 32 fucking teams. Holy shit. Obviously, just ended up with the Pacific. Boys, anything else you want to add before we wrap this bad boy up? No. 
Okay, hell yeah. Well, fuck it. Everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Obviously not, but there's still things. You know, we have a golf tournament that's underway right now because of the time recording this. We are in the past recording for the future being released in the present. So that's interesting. There's Wimbledon tennis going on. There's fucking NASCAR F1. There's fucking MMA. You know, I don't know. Baseball will be back. I don't know. How long is that? How long is that break go? When baseball is As long as back? possible. Hopefully. Baseball should be back tonight if we're releasing. Friday, yeah. Okay, well there you go. So congrats to all you baseball nerds. Stay the fuck out of the hockey channel. Uh, so hell yeah, go to the SGPN website. You can find all the information there and all the articles. There's tons of good articles. Uh, read those, man. You know, great way to win some money. Great way to get some insight if you're at work and you're trying to kill some time or something. Boom, read a fucking article or two. Why not? Uh, as well, listen to the other shows. Everybody puts a lot of effort. Everybody's absolutely killing it. I'm sure to check out Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. Those guys always do an awesome job. Uh, and shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord, man. Discord's always cool, you know. There's, and we we pump the hockey channels, you know, tires all the time, and rightfully so. We are the best. We kick ass. We have such a good fucking time in there. But there's a lot of fun things in there, you know. Shout out to everybody in the Fat Guy Food channel, you know. I was scrolling through the music channel the other day. It's just, you know, Joel posting a bunch of shit. But there's still lots, lots of good stuff going on. Oh, no, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> It was all dated. It was all for like January and shit. I was like, oh my oh, god, yeah. I'm the last person to post it. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Anyway, so there is stuff in there for the Discord. It's not like it's just hockey or just like baseball or shit like this. There's, there's lots of cool stuff. So you might just surprise yourself when you go in there, man. So shout out to all the friends in the Discord, uh, in all the channels. More importantly, the hockey one, though. Uh, if you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. If you want to get in there but you're not right now and you don't know how to do it, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. I'll be sure to point you in the right direction. You can also reach into the uh, HGP Twitter account. And uh, if you're anyone other than fucking 23-year-old washed old man no talent check fuck piece of shit just shouldn't even be in the league anymore if you're anybody other than philip sedina i'm sure if you ran into joel he'd help you too so you know that's how you get into the discord yeah and uh we always say it leaves a five-star rating and review we have not gotten enough of those to help grow the show so if you like what you hear make sure you do that on apple spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts uh, turn on auto downloads as well that helps us out a bunch as well I would also like to uh, just pour one out for my liver because at the time, if we're going to see, like, if we're releasing this on Friday, uh, on Saturday, I'm going out for dinner and I'm going to get absolutely fucking hammered and go see Indiana Jones in the VIP section. I cannot go to the movies without doing VIP section anymore. I become a pretentious snob. I want people to just, I can literally just order a pitcher of beer. What does that mean? Is that like one of the movie theaters that has like the reclining seats? Oh, oh hell yeah. Oh. It's sick, dude. The people come up to you and shit before the movies and like you can buy like full meals. We don't. I'll just get popcorn, but like you can just buy like fish bowls or I get, I get a full pitcher mm. of beer. I can just sit there with a full fucking picture and just watch the movie and then you can just like order more on your phone during the actual movie and then just come up and bring you beers it's fucking wicked man I, i'm a snob now it's the only way i can go to the movies i've gone to the dark side so shout out to my liver shout out to indiana jones shout out to harrison ford or harrison ford right. dude can't you'll need to be drunk to enjoy the new indiana jones let me tell you have you much. seen it have you seen it fuck no and i have no interest oh, so just, in so it. Just cynical it. Cynical piece of shit, Joel. I'm just saying, all oh, the movie's gonna be fucking shit. It ain't the old it's a, one. It's a positive it's show, Joel. Positive show. Indiana Jones, it's the Philip Sedina of movies, bro. It just fucking sucks, you know? It's new. <laughs> Like, fuck off, Maris. Have a good time, bro. The show is positive because I'm on it, okay? I'm the one yeah. uh, bringing us oh, okay. reality. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, all right. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. 
I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can find me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. You can find me having the VIP movie experience at home without paying anything. Hell my, yeah. Uh, TV and beers at home. All right. I'm Joel Martin. You won't find me like a fucking loser with that kind of outro. <laughs> that one's so much better. Yeah. Positive way to end the show. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>